This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Showtime, a-hole. Podcast, and it's our Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 review, the hot movie, Marvel movie that everybody's talking about. Um, so let me go ahead and say this now before I forget it. We are going to have full-on spoilers. If you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, stop what you're doing, turn this the heck off, and, and go see it, and then come back after you've seen it. And as is often the case, we have some special guests joining us today. Um, from the movie itself, we actually have Baby Groot sitting in with us today. How you doing, Groot? I am Groot. Well, all right. Glad to hear it. Uh, we also have with us the infamous Mr. Nick Wetmore. Hello. Hello. Who does, can I call it the, is the flagship podcast of Nerdy Legion? Oh no, not at all. It's the roller coaster uh, up in flames. It's there's there's nothing that's flagship about it. You don't think so? Because no. it's, it's nerdy legion is like the umbrella that encompasses the community, but then your podcast is like nerdy legion. We were the first people to think to use the name as a podcast title. <laughs> So oh, okay. I'll, I'll take that, but I've never seen a comfy couch on a flagship, so <laughs> I will say no thank you. Gotcha. Angry. <laughs> and we also have James Carlson with us, who's making the rounds here a little in a couple different podcasts lately, or at least, uh, which one was it again? Uh, Collecting Valiant. Collecting Valiant. Yeah. Thanks, I Jack. <laughs> Nick, it's an honor and a privilege. Thanks, yeah. uh, thanks for having me join. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you talk on Slack all the time, so it's cool um, oh, yeah. to finally talk to you in person. Oh, um, absolutely. But Ronnie's not here again, so <laughs> like everybody needs to tweet him and Slack him or whatever and give him crap about it. <laughs> but, you know, it's been kind of cool um, because since when Ronnie's not on, I'm like scrounging to say, who can I get on this you know, show with me that knows about what we're going to talk about? So I've been able to meet like a bunch of different people every time Ronnie's out, which has been kind of cool. <laughs> I hear, I, I see, I listen to you guys on other podcasts and I talk to you online, but I haven't actually met a bunch of you, so. Yeah, not yet. And uh, Nick like challenged me that I have to be, what was it? Energetic, what was it? Uh, full of Marvel cosmic energy. <laughs> Full <laughs> on Jack. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Quick reaction. 
Guardians of the Guard Galaxy Volume 2. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Wow, that's so final. Yeah. <laughs> and then, there's and no then middle. There's not even like a side thumb? No. That, and then we're <laughs> shutting it down. Wow. <laughs> I just wanted, before we dig into it, I'm curious. Are you in... Is it more of a thumbs up or more of a thumbs down? Go ahead, James. Oh, thanks, Nick. I, I got to give it two thumbs up and maybe two uh, uh, two thumb toes up as well. Uh, 11 out of 10 stars. <laughs> Are those... Uh, you have thumbs on your toes? <laughs> what, what do you call your uh, your large toe? Is it the thumb of, the thumb of your lower uh, torso? It's, uh, <laughs> The big toe. <laughs> the big toe. The big toe. Your... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You might have a thumb yeah. on your toe. <laughs> well, I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Appalachia, so maybe we. <laughs> so Nick, yep, we, uh, you gotta come go one the... way or the other, Nick. Thumbs um, up or thumbs down. I'm going to throw a big old caveat in it. <laughs> and say, and I'm going to go against the grain of all the naysayers. If this had, th I give it a thumbs up. Let's let's be upfront. No front in here. I am all thumbs up. Yeah. But the only thing that would push it over the edge, and this is where I'm going against all the naysayers. Yep. I want. I wanted another dance off. Oh no. <laughs> Yes! Yes! Now, people were already ripping it that haven't even seen it, complaining that they think there's going to be another dance-off. Could care less, and I was a little disappointed that there wasn't. <laughs> even point. if you put it at the end credit scenes, I don't care. I, I could care less if it isn't part of the actual movie. I just love that this is the one, one of the few comic franchises that take a lot of comedy and timing and not just little quips, but jokes that pay off 20 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. It's high, high thumbs up. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The only negative I would say is I don't think the soundtrack was as strong. No. As the first one. Because it wasn't as familiar. Yeah. Um, no, I think they played songs a little too long. Like the Cat Stevens, I could have come up with 10 other songs that I would have chosen over Cat Stevens. Yeah. And then that song was played, it felt like almost the entire song was played. <laughs> right. Where it was tightened up a lot more in the first film, it felt like. Yeah. But what about you, Jack? Thumbs up, thumbs down? I gave, Man, I, I loved it. And the reason I started with that was because like I... I I left there feeling like confused about whether or not this was a great movie or whether or not I'm just so much of a homer that I just, you know, ate up every second of it. Uh, but I definitely gave it a two thumbs up. Did well, you mean, two, finally... Two, two thumb toes up. <laughs> Did you finally figure <laughs> out... If if you are a homer or this was a great movie, did you ever... Well, that's what... Um, um, you guys are going to help me figure out, I guess. So. Okay. So, no, I mean, the ratings are really good. I got Rotten Tomatoes up, and the, the you know, compared to the first one, the critic, critic rating is down a little bit. 
it's at 82%, but the audience score is 90%, which I think the first one was like 91 or 92. So mm. it's like right there with it. But I know a few people, well, a handful of people that are sort of ripping it before they even saw it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think sort of maybe because it's like overly comical and, you know, borderline silly, some people just don't, sure. don't want that. Um, they want, I guess, superhero movies that are more dark and ominous, which is kind well, of what it, you get from DC. It's a little, it's a little tough though. If you grew up reading, like Abnett Lanning's Cosmic, if uh, that's yeah. like the thing that you dipped your toe into first, sure. there wasn't a lot of levity mm-hmm. in that, right? Even even when it came to Guardians of the Galaxy, there really wasn't. Like Cosmo was about the funniest that that book ever got. Yeah. So I can see them poo-pooing, or if you don't like Chris Pratt, or, you know, people, but then why why would you even go to it? That's the, that's the same thing with uh, people ripping into Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you don't, you're judging it just on a trailer, which, by the way, I absolutely adored that trailer. It was very exciting to see it on the big screen. The Homecoming trailer? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But it's still like if people are going to hate, they're going to hate. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, for me, not... for me, like I don't. Every superhero movie doesn't have to be dark and serious. Um, mm-hmm. Like I loved Logan, and it was by it was not a funny movie by any. I mean, there might have been a couple jokes here or there. Um, and you know, and I enjoy Batman versus Superman. I, I like those things for what they are, but I can still enjoy this for what it is, which is something. That, extremely different um mm-hmm. i'm glad you brought up abner and lanning because that was like my favorite uh actually i think that might have been the only guardians of the galaxy story i read that i've liked but i loved it i have the whole run and it had warlock mm-hmm. in it which makes me biased but you're of right course. i hadn't thought about that but you're right i mean they weren't even even with groot and, and a talking raccoon in it it wasn't comical like the movies are Mm-hmm. I I just like like any of my viewing. I want. I'm a very much a mood a mood viewer, so I don't need everything to be dark and dramatic. That's right. why I like Spider Man. Like every incarnation of him on the silver screen, it doesn't matter. Like as long as he's trying to stop a you know a, an elevated train. Right. And save all the people <laughs> and put himself in danger. Like, guess what? That's the character's motivation yeah. for me. And as long as that's being portrayed, right. I don't really care what else is. Like, it, the rest of it could be hokey, but as long as they sort of have the core tenet of that character. Right. Like, they had, I mean, Drax is almost like Groot in the comics. Like, he he's very two, three note character. Well, he's almost, but but in the but in this uh, sequel, I was like, "Good God, he's the funniest character," and he probably grew the most the most as a character from one to two for sure. Yeah, it was really impressive. Now, when I think of Drax, so I always think of um, Jim Starlin writing Drax in the nineties. 
Okay, I and, take that back. You're absolutely right. And I that have Drax buys my opinion. And that Drax, he doesn't look like the current Drax, but he acts a lot more like him. Actually, he's even stupider than Drax in the movies is, if you can imagine. You are absolutely right. And him playing the saxophone, I completely forgot about. So <laughs> that's right. My apologies. You are absolutely right. <laughs> but he's a total like dimwit, <laughs> and and there was a reason for it. And I I don't think they've explained that in the movies why he's just not all there, but um, he, I can't even remember now, but he had some sort of uh, brain trauma or something uh, back in the 90s comics. So, I don't know, but I, I loved it, man. I think, you know, one of the, for, I'm the same way as you. Um, I want to go into a movie and I just, I just want to enjoy myself. And I, I'm not, I don't mentally, if I'm, if I'm having fun, I don't mentally nitpick things like maybe a, a more seasoned critic, movie critic would. And I, I, I see those things and I think about them sometimes, but, um, well, here's an example. Baby Groot. I loved Baby Groot in this movie, but the whole time I was thinking, man, are they overusing Baby Groot? Because he mm-hmm. was in like every scene. It Almost every scene. It's, I mean, he, 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 they started off the show with him, that big intro scene with him doing his dance routine, which I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm taking it you love since you wanted a dance off. Absolutely, and a lot of action behind it. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And he was all through the movie. He, he was in the post-credit scenes. Um, I was like, man, they're really milking this whole baby Groot thing. Which yeah, it's it, it's their Harley Quinn. Like you can see, like we have to pump out as many toys and accessories as possible. And I can't blame them. That the thing is damn cute, right? Yeah, it was it was sort of an easy an easy way to get an, get a reaction if there was something serious going on. You, you just throw them there in a you know a bowl of candy um, mm-hmm. or whatever's going on. Just throw ba- Baby Groot over there making a face, and and people start laughing. Um, but as the critic in me was thinking, maybe they're doing this a little bit too much, and if you just made it more sparse, it would be more effective. But at the end of the day, I was, you know, every time he was on, I was loving it, so it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me too much. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's hard for me. I, I never would look at that movie and be like, let's, let's look at it with a critical eye and see how many Academy Awards we can nominate this movie. Like, get out of here. I'm not nominating that for anything. Right. I'll nominate it for entertainment factor. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the um, most critical things for me personally to do in a movie or even a TV show is to create compelling characters that like have a strong chemistry with one another. And I feel like if you can do that, it no matter where the story goes, whether it's a great, the plot is great or it's it's simple, um, I I can get into it. Um, you know, if you can make the characters sort of fit together in a you. Here's an example: my me and my wife. Do, do you watch The Walking Dead? Uh, me, I don't watch the. I haven't watched The Walking Dead since they went to the prison. Oh gosh. Okay, what, like season two or something? Yeah, three. Because <laughs> season two was the farmhouse, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. W- with all the dead down in the well. 
Yep. Sorry, um, spoiler for eight years ago. <laughs> well, my me and my wife both love it, and my but my wife hates like horror stuff, and she hates gore. But she loves mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, and if you ask her why, she'll tell you it's because like she's so invested in the characters. Um, and I think James Gunn has done that really well with Guardians. Like Chris Pratt to me in this movie, I think he, I don't know, maybe some people don't like him, but I think he's awesome. Um, and then like the rest of the cast, I don't even really care that much about the actors, but I love all of them in this movie. Um, even Montes, like throw her in there and her interactions with Groot. It was, it was, uh, it worked really well for me. Did you say even Mantis? Montes. Cause I, yeah. cause I thought, I thought she was the star of it. Yeah. I loved her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I meant, I meant even the, like the new, new character. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Um, how about you, James? What did, what do you think about the casting and. Hey Jack, sorry, my uh, laptop fan is still cooking, so I, I apologize even, for any no, audio. Good. I don't even hear it now. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I agree. I, I thought the casting was stellar. Uh, the addition of Mantis. I was wondering how they were going to use her, and the the later reveal on how she was uh, being uh, uh, utilized by Ego. Uh, I thought it was great, yeah. and it looks like she's going to be an ongoing cast member. I, I, or at least I would expect to see her return for the for the third movie. Yeah. Um, the uh, I, casting all around the uh, the girl that played Aisha. Mm-hmm. She was beautiful. Oh my goodness! Uh, what Elizabeth Debicki? I'm not really familiar with uh, with her. I know she's been in a, a few other things, but. Um, I, I liked how <laughs> um, well, I, I liked it, I liked the evolution of Nebula from a yeah. villain to uh, you know coming into dealing with her sister issues and almost uh, I, I don't know will will she return as a uh, I don't know is she a dotted line cast member now or a dotted line uh, guardian I, I don't know yeah well I think she has to stick around. Because, um, so here's the thing, like that, well, first of all, I love the Nebula Gamora sibling rivalry. Oh, I thought that was awesome. Um, we're going to, this is like going to be a total Homer show, by the way. We're all just like loving on it, (laughs) (laughs) which is out of, is sort of unusual for the last few, uh, Ultimate Marvel podcast episodes. Um, but Nebula, I think she should be, I think both of them have to be a factor in infinity war um, Absolutely. because it's cool it's cool to me how how they're tying this stuff together with thanos even though yes. we're talking about two different directors working on two totally different stories however thanos is going to be the centerpiece in the next two avengers movies at least it seems so um and while he wasn't in this movie like he kind of was in this movie because Nebula and Gamora's like if you know their comic book history and even Drax too like Drax's yes. his whole um mission in life was to kill Thanos that's like his purpose his reason for being um is to kill Thanos and Nebula and Gamora have their history is all circled around Thanos um 
so I can't imagine like the two of them not being instrumental in Infinity War and and I think Nebula has to have a I think she was even in the Infinity Gauntlet comic I remember her more than Gamora yeah oh, I don't yeah, Gamora had a smaller role because she and Pip were kind of warlock sidekicks, if you will, in, in the Infinity right. Gauntlet. Right. But and I guess not to get too far ahead, and it goes with speculation on on what the Infinity War movie and but is it confirmed that the the next one's Avengers Four, Infinity War, and then the Avengers Five, Infinity Gauntlet? I don't so, know if they're switching, so reversing it. It's yeah. So I so this I don't think they're switching it because. The Infinity War story was like a sequel to Infinity Gauntlet, and it wasn't even that. It wasn't even very good, in my opinion. Uh, the Infinity Gauntlet was the good story, but everybody thought this first movie was going to be Infinity Gauntlet. However, yeah. uh, uh, the actress that plays Gamora, uh, oh, she let it slip, right? Yeah, yeah so she we, let it slip. She yeah. said they. She actually accidentally in an interview threw out the name that the second movie was Infinity Gauntlet, and we don't know if that's the official name or if that's just what she's relating it to. But it seems like that second movie is going to be the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Yeah, and well, depending so, on how close the, the upcoming movies are to the Infinity Gauntlet you know, comic, and it was interesting that the. The tidbits that were, were that were dropped about the the sibling rivalry between Nebula and, and Gamora, how uh, it seemed Nebula lost several times, and every time she lost, Thanos would replace an item like uh, <laughs> yeah you know, object from her from her head. I, I think at one point they even said she removed her eye and her brain or something. So um, there's there's so much hate, and there's shared hate between Gamora and. Uh, 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 and Nebula both hate Thanos, and and uh, they they have that revenge. So I guess to speculate, will will the next movies mirror the Infinity Gauntlet? Because if you guys recall, in Infinity Gauntlet, uh, Thanos, uh, who who was the successor to the Gauntlet? It was Nebula, and because Nebula was all twisted and burned up and so forth, she got the Gauntlet and was and restored her beauty, if you will. Will we see the same thing yeah. happen in the Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity War, depending on how those movies play out? Will you we see her acquire the Gauntlet after Thanos, and will will we see Nebula remove all of these, you know, mechanical shackles, if you will? That uh, will we'll see her return to uh, the beauty that uh, that she used to. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's speculation. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but that would be a that would be a nice that would be a cool thing to throw in there. It's it's you never know. I mean, sometimes they like they uh, they stick to the the comic script, and sometimes they complete. I mean, you're right. Ego being Star Lord's father, like that's totally <laughs> off script. That's very yeah, random. Right. Um, but before we like segue away from that, because I thought I, I I'm, I've thought a lot about how this might tie into the next movie, and it just seems like there's so many potential connections that. Um, I think the Guardians have to be a big factor in, in the movie. Now I don't know what we don't know what Infinity War is going to be now because I'm confused. It might I, it might be some like I'm thinking it's going to be some separate story that's not really in the Infinity Gauntlet because I can't imagine them doing two movies over the span of what two or three years to, to tell the, just the Infinity Gauntlet story. Um, so I'm starting to think this is going to be something else. Well, um, are we going to get a taste of Thanos' quest 
where he goes and acquires the the different infinity gems. So yeah, infinity I've, stones. I've heard that too. Um, but would that make a full movie? I don't know. Maybe. Right. I. Yeah, I don't know if that will serve as like a prologue to the to the next movie. Just maybe a 10, 15 minute search, and then roll a, you know, roll, roll the the big uh, the big banner. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, what did y'all think about the? Uh, I'm I'm jumping around here, but so you know they made a, a big deal about the five post credit scenes. Like if you were if you were trying if you were trying to not avoid the spoilers, that was something I kept seeing people talk about. Oh, there's five, you know, <laughs> post credit scenes. So I was expecting a lot out of those five post credit scenes, and yeah. one of them was one of them was really awesome for me because um, I'm a huge Warlock fan. Yes. Um, but then the most of them were just like these little 15 second jokes. I was like, I don't even know if this qualifies as a full post-credit scene <laughs> but you just mentioned jack about a love fest if if you need someone to be critical i will happily step in and say four out of those five post-credit scenes should have been left either on the cutting room floor or guess what those are dvd extras because <laughs> that's stan lee and the watcher one uh, good god the last thing you need to come back to is that. Yeah. It was great to see the watchers the first time. And yes. okay, if I have to get the standard Stan Lee guest guesting, okay, I just got it. But to come back to that, oh my lord. People are complaining about uh dance scenes. Get out of here. I'll take a <laughs> dance scene over that again. Oh my lord. Yeah. Horrible. People uh People like flip out when he's in movies. I don't. I mean, he's not that great of an actor. <laughs> no, not at all. But you know, he he's the man. So it's the man. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I was shocked that the Watchers win it. I I, I thought the Watchers were, was a uh, a Fox property. I thought that was all bundled with Fantastic Four, Galactus, Silver Surfer. Mm. Were you guys shocked or were not at all? I I had heard that. So I, here's what I heard. Prior to the movie, there was a bunch of rumors that Stan Lee was a watcher, um, which I thought, man, that's a really good way to tie in together all of his cameos that he's had all over the place. Make him a watcher because that's what they do. They pop up in random places and they just they don't you know, have any significance. Yeah. Well, I guess for those who aren't familiar with them, the watchers, they're like this alien race who are sworn to just like observe the universe but not interfere even though they do like interfere <laughs> from time to time. Um, but so the watchers though they they look like they do in the comics. I thought if he was going to be a watcher then they would make the watchers more of a human race looking type species. Um, but he he didn't. The watchers were looked exactly like they did in the comics and then Stan Lee was just sitting around there like BSing with them, hanging out for whatever unknown reason. And I got the impression that he wasn't a watcher. He was just there for some reason, and they were kind of annoyed with him because he wouldn't shut up. Or do y'all think he was a watcher? That would be fun. I just <laughs> don't don't see why it would have to go down that road. 
you don't think we need to flesh his character out that much to that what, extent. More, more of Stan Lee? No, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think anyone needs any more Stan Lee. The full it's feature, great. full watcher movie. It's great story. to have him look back at some catastrophe and say, you know, Gadzooks or Excelsior or whatever the heck he says, and <laughs> right. then we move on with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was just there to, to poke fun, to kind of introduce the Watchers. I, I thought maybe we'll expect to see them in future movies, especially once, once we hit the galactic level of mm-hmm. Thanos battling everything and everyone. Yeah. Um, but... The fact that it but, sounded like they stole Stan Lee and left them there on that asteroid or that moon or whatever it was, and uh, that they were just leaving him there, I, I thought that was just hilarious. <laughs> well, maybe they, um, maybe they worked. Maybe I, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But maybe they scored some deal with whoever has the rights to him because Stan Lee's been in not just the MCU movies. He was in. He's been in the Fox movies and. I mean, he pops up all over the place. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He's in Fantastic Four. He, he's, in, he's been in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, it's, which is Sony and Fox. So, um, yeah, it's you can't keep sure. Stan Lee down. <laughs> you can't. What? I just didn't. I you can't keep Stan Lee down. I just didn't expect to see a second scene. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, the adolescent Groot was good but if that was an alt not an alternate take but if that was a deleted scene that was on the dvd i wouldn't have been surprised yeah <laughs> well i thought it was a, oh sorry jack no I, go ahead i was just gonna say the introduction of the adolescent or the teenage Groot. i thought was just a way to to show the fans that were done with with the uh, uh with little groot and we're move, We're moving on. I, I think that they're going to, at least my, my thought is, they're going to be able to have a teenage Groot in Guardians 3, uh, which, does Groot get acne? Does, uh, <laughs> does <laughs> what, what type of uh, hijinks can we pull out of Groot as a teenager? And, and that would be the, uh, the shtick for the third movie. I don't know, that that's kind of what I took. Maybe uh, we'll see his voice changing a little bit, kind of what what we do through uh, puberty. Yeah, <laughs> we have a high I am Groot what? and a low I am Groot. I heard somewhere else that he's supposed to be that age for the uh, for the third movie. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, either he's not going to be baby Groot again. That one didn't. That uh, scene didn't bother me that much, and I and like you said, James, I'm sure that's just a foreshadowing of the next film. It yeah. just it felt like it wasn't edited, like it just went on a little too long. It wasn't <laughs> tightened up for me. And I, I, trust me, I mean, I'll 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 take James Gunn's eye yeah. a lot more than than my own eye, but. <laughs> It's just I want that I want that Thanos turning around scene. I want something to be like, holy yeah. mackerel, back it up. Thanos, and I, th- I didn't get that. Than- a Thanos post credit scene would have been awesome. Yeah, just anything, just any like any ominous tone that yeah. that would be fantastic. Yeah. So speaking of speaking of Thanos, um, what did you think of? The warlock post-credit scene. 
that that was amazing. That that is so exciting, and I. It, it's hard to imagine when that's going to happen, and I certainly hope it'll happen for the upcoming Avengers movie. I would hate for them to seed that through the next and not show anything for right. the next Avengers, the next guardians. And then all of a sudden he comes in on the, the second infinity movie like that would, that would bum me out. Like yeah. I, I dearly want to see him. So I think we know cause James Gunn finally, he's been so tight lipped about Adam Warlock because he's been pound. People have been pounding about it. And he hasn't said anything, but I think, Back in February, there was an interview with him, and I think we know the Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to center around Warlock. Um, he said what he said was that he had a story planned for Warlock in this movie in Guardians of the Galaxy two, but he felt like it was too much, um, and there was too much going on, so he stripped all that stuff out and said, "You know what? I'm just going to put it in a third movie, and it's going to." That'll be the bulk of the third movie. Um, now, which is awesome for me. I'm a huge Warlock fan. If you listen to this show, I've said that like probably two million times. But what I'm worried about, though, is Infinity War and, and the next one, which maybe sounds like Infinity Gauntlet, I think are going to be... They're scheduled to be out before Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <clears throat> and... While I'm really excited about Warlock making his way into the MCU, if they write him out of Infinity Gauntlet, I don't know how I'm going to... That's not going to sit well with me. Especially if they plug him in this movie, so we know he's coming, but you don't get him into the Infinity Gauntlet, which he was like the main character in Infinity Gauntlet. Him and Thanos were the centerpiece. Um, Centerpieces. So. Yeah, because in the comics, Adam Warlock becomes the possessor of the Infinity Gauntlet. He, yeah, he does for uh, for a time, right? And then, yeah. And yeah. that's where I would believe that, that the movies would lead to. He's he's the logical hero. Right. Um, now, I I would I would like to see uh, Star Lord possess the Infinity Gauntlet, but. Um, yeah, it seems like Adam Warlock would be the, the logical choice. It would fit with the books and uh, uh, the, the potential. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they, um, if they wrote him out, I mean, I, I was sort of expecting them to write him out of the movie, but now that they've plugged him, it's, it makes it harder to, to kind of go along with that. Um, but, jeez, the thing is, so, okay, well, let me segue. Like, Drax mentioned... Do you remember the scene where he mentioned his daughter? Like, getting as emotional as he could. <laughs> um, but his daughter is, in the comics, is, is Moondragon, who I don't think we've seen. She hasn't been cast. Um, but that, all that stuff, that combined with the, like, warlock post credit scene, to me that brought back memories of the Infinity Watch, did y'all read the Infinity Watch? Warlock and the oh, Infinity yes. Watch? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's, that's the comic that got me into reading comics. That's the first thing I read, and I was, like, totally hooked. Um, but that... <laughs> so, Jack, Jack, can I ask you, since that is your first touchstone? Yeah. Does Ron Lim still hold, like, a special spot in your heart? 
No. No? Interesting. Jim Starlin. I, I, I don't know why. I associate all that stuff with Jim Starlin. Okay. Um, See, I've, I've, fallen, I've fallen back in love with Ron Lim after revisiting some of the those offshoot Infinity series. Yeah. Just to see how nice his art was, especially during the time of... Right. Oh my god, it, it did not look like any of the other crappy, hashy artwork. <laughs> his style was really clean and definitely aping Starlin. Yeah, and he did Infinity Gauntlet also. If I remember sure correctly. did. I think he did all the yeah, when, Infinity stuff well, in the 90s. When Perez didn't have enough time to finish towards right. the tail end, is that right? Um, right, yeah, it was like issues four through six. Mm-hmm. But now I don't. That wasn't him on Infinity Watch. I don't think. Angel Medina. Huh? Angel Medina did a, the at least the first three. Yes. Yeah. And Angel Medina is it, that, that number one is just that's quintessential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But man, they're plugging so many of like those characters, and this the Guardians of the Galaxy, the team. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's the same team as Infinity Watch. Like if you mm-hmm. if you replace Star Wars with Warlock, which you know it's not a huge stretch because Warlock was in Guardians in Abner and Landing's run, um, but Gamora and Drax were in the Infinity Watch. Moon Dragon, who Drax was just talking about in this movie was in the Infinity Watch, and then, like, Pip, Pip the Troll, and Rocket, their personality, yeah. I mean, their personality is, like, interchangeable, in my opinion. They're, like, kind of like the same character they once, you know, got fur. That's um, a great point. But if, if, like, Pip shows up in the MCU, then they've plugged the entire Infinity Watch team. <laughs> oh, no. I hope that's not going to happen. What, an Infinity Watch movie? Or no, they, 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 no, Pip the Troll. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't want to see him. You know, you know how much I don't. I dislike. Oh, Pip that's the right. Troll. Yes. Well, but that, uh, dumb, that he's so seventies with that dumb cigar and <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> no, he is not awesome. <laughs> he's right up there with Drax playing a saxophone. That's all I'm. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, what's the guy from Garden of Game of Thrones that they cast? Or maybe the he they didn't cast him yet, but he's supposed to be in Infinity Watch. Um, come on, we've talked about this before. Uh, oh, Peter, I don't watch Peter Dinklage. Dinklage, he yeah. plays Tyrion. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, so he. I don't know if they cast him or not. I look it up because this is important stuff. This is important. <laughs> yeah, man. This is this is Pip. where you come for all your Pip news. <laughs> but will Dinklage? I mean, he's good at accents. Will he? Because I always picture Pip the Troll sounding very similar to like a Stan Lee if Stan Lee smoked a lot of cigars. <laughs> I always pictured him with a New York accent or a Brooklyn accent. I don't know why, but I always, whatever I'm reading it, that's how I'm reading him. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the, so the theory is, if he's in it, he might be Pip. So I might like. Then I might like Pip. Dang it! <laughs> ah, Sutherland. Darn it! I mean, come on, shave Rocket, put a cigar in his mouth, and that's Pip. Oh, good golly! <laughs> but I will take Pip over Howard the Duck. Oh my gosh! I, I'm so. If with I you. had my gun to oh, my oh. head. I'm right there with you. I saw that scene with Howard the Duck, and I'm like, why do you have to go there? Yeah. <laughs> I told you it wouldn't be a love fest, a complete love fest. Yeah. There's, there's bits that you could sort of scratch your head with. Yeah, I mean, do you know anybody that likes Howard the Duck? I mean, is there somebody who's just a huge Howard the Duck fan that you know? Uh, Mike Myers. Is he? Well, he likes a lot. He likes huh. a lot of, yeah. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't know too many that like Pip the Troll. <laughs> well, the other, <laughs> the other character that he's rumored to play is MODOK. Oh, oh my so God, that'd, that'd be, be that so be good. Cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. I won't, that'd, I won't be upset be if, so they, if they, if they uh, skip Pip and, and go with him. That would, yes. that would, that would be awesome. You know what I had a pro getting back to volume two? Yeah. I had, and I think I want to blame Jonathan Hickman for this, <laughs> but really it goes back to Kirby. Whenever I imagine Celestials, yeah. I always imagine them being this gigantic figure. Right. Not really a planet. And I and I totally blame that on Hickman and Kirby. Yeah, like it, it took a little bit for me to wrap my head around. Oh, okay, it's a planet. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, Ego was a celestial in the comics. I just want it always to look like that. To look like something like a. Yeah. yeah, Kirby influenced like huge celestial. Like he like he did more at the end of the movie when he was when they were in the core of the planet. I think we kind of saw them in volume 1, right? When uh, they possessed uh some of the gems and destroyed planets. We kind of got a view of of what the celestials and they, they kind of reflected what they looked like in the comic, right? Oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I've read Ego in the uh, in the various uh, Silver Surfer issues. I, I have his first appearance in Thor. I think it's one thirty four, um, but I, I didn't recall that Ego was a celestial. I always thought, like Nick had mentioned, that I always pictured them as these giant armored, uh, like bigger than planets, right. world destroyers, world judges, and, and so forth. Um, yeah, that, that kind of took me back. I thought, oh, wow, is that maybe just James Gunn playing a little, uh, I don't know, just being a little free with the character. I mean, making him Star-Lord's dad and making him a Celestial. But, Jack, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I didn't know that he was a Celestial. Yeah, well, they, you know, you can't cast Kurt Russell and then not have his face, you know. On the... <laughs> ah, that was brilliant. Ah. 
brilliant casting and, and seeing the planet, seeing the mustache and the eyes embedded into the planet. And I, you loved know, it. I, I think this is where my memory is probably going to fail me, but I think Egos has like a human form, even though like 90% of the time he's just a goofy looking planet with a face and a beard. I think he has a human form every now and then. Maybe back in the sixties or seventies. I have to look at, look that up. Yeah, I mean, is anyone upset that Marvel killed another villain? I, I do. You have any? I mean, Marvel and, and DC are, are notorious in, in the comics for killing off characters and bringing them back. I'm not sure how these rules apply within the uh, the movie uh, world and the movie universe, but um, is it possible that Ego has a seed somewhere else where he can respawn and, and he's not uh, dead dead <laughs> um, I, I just they, Marvel has to stop killing villains <laughs> just disappointed yeah. in that. if that's the case then can that seed also include Yondu because I don't <laughs> want him to be gone either oh, uh, amen. amen but yeah. I but I gotta say when the um cosmic fireworks started for the funeral, I might have peeled a tear. I might have. <laughs> uh, Michael Rooker, it seems like he gets killed in everything. It's just, <laughs> and it's always once you really start to like him as a character. He's always like a dirtbag, and you, you hate him, and then they find a way to make you start liking him, and then they kill him. And everything he's in. Pretty smart. Yeah, I don't Make know. You love love the person you hate. For some reason, I didn't leave uh, this movie thinking Ego was dead, even though I guess they. I felt like he was defeated. Um, because he's a celestial, and he's in, in some ways he's sort of immortal, even if it's in a really really minimal state. I don't know, and I don't really have anything to back that up, but. Um, Yandu, I, I left. Oh yeah, he's he's gone. I don't expect to see him back at all. But with ego, for some reason, I left there. Not too worried about that. I tell you what, if they they're going to introduce Thanos, one thing, I, one problem I've had with the MCU in general is that I don't think the villains have been that strong. Um, me personally, I think like the villains have been stronger in the Netflix. Marvel universe than the movie universe, um, but it, Thanos, I'm hoping will turn that all around, and we'll see. But I don't think I, I hope they don't kill him in in, in these first two movies <laughs> because they need some they need some like enduring villains. Exactly. I mean, they don't have Doom, which Doom would have been a great yeah, character to can't use him. Yeah, they need. They could definitely use Doom. They need some polarizing villains. That would be a good one. What did you guys think about the... Um, so, James Gunn did something really interesting. I found it pretty interesting. Um, but he sort of paid homage to the old Guardians of the Galaxy team. But it, he did it totally going off script. Um, I don't know if a lot of people even... Are aware, but like this current Guardians of the Galaxy team didn't exist until 2008, so it's I mean, not even 10 years old. 
Um, and I, even for me, like that's hard for me to wrap my brain around because it feels like, you know, I never read them much except for that Abnett landing run. I didn't, I never paid attention to the Gardens of the Galaxy um, after that. But they've been, this, these movies have been so, so good and, and so popular that it feels like they've been around longer. Um, but I thought it was cool the way Gunn paid homage to the title by including some of those original members in the movies, even though they weren't actually on the team, um, with like Starhawk playing Sylvester Stallone and uh, who did Rosen, Rosenbaum play? Martin X? Yeah. Martin X, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool the way he did that. And they could totally show up again in future movies. I, I actually imagine they will. Did y'all see Miley, Miley Cyrus? She played mainframe. That she was did. nuts. Did you? I don't remember seeing her. I, I, I didn't see I was, her. I thought she was just a voiceover. Yep. Was she? Was it I all CGI? Was it all CGI? Do you remember seeing Mainframe? I don't. It it was uh, it, it was some type of voiceover. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was expecting her to pop up at some point. I never saw her. I left the movie thinking, wait, was she even in this? Um, <laughs> well, prior to the movie, I stayed away from all the news, all the, the, the behind the behind the scenes and spoilers and so forth. So when I was watching it and I saw Stallone, at first I didn't know who he was playing. But then with the other characters who he was surrounded by, I thought, oh my gosh, is that supposed to be Martin X? Because I used to yeah. read Guardians back in the 90s I, I read that so that original series yeah. and uh, fell in love with the characters but I was looking around for Vance Astro and I'm thinking <laughs> I, I'm not sure who the, and then Vin Rames playing uh, what Charlie 27 it's like yeah. oh, this is the original Guardians but they're not they're not calling them the original Guardians right. they're just you know Ravengers uh, crew I wonder I I thought that was great. I, James, you know, like you said, James Gunn tipping the hat and paying homage. Uh, but it makes me wonder, will we see those those guys in the third one or maybe the the Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Wars? It would seem like a waste if, if we didn't see them again. Right. Yeah, so since you were a fan of the original team, um, would you have preferred to see that Gardens of the Galaxy, the first one? been that team rather than this one? Great question. And I would say no, because I was one of those guys that, that bought it, have the, the full run. I couldn't wait for the next month when the next issue was coming out. I was telling all the guys at the local comic shop, I'm like, you guys have to read Guardians of the Galaxy. It's, it's brilliant. It's funny. It's, <laughs> I love this team better than the original. So seeing that they made it to the big screen, I, I'm elated and I wouldn't trade them. Yeah. <laughs> Now, would you have, now before you saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One? If they said which team would you prefer, what would you have said? Oh man, <laughs> uh, I might have said the original at the time because I would have liked to have seen the evolution. Would yeah. like to have seen the Guardians, you know, 1.0, and then see the Star Lord crew come in as the successors and, and be the 2.0. So you get a sense of where where they came from. Yeah. Uh, in the film, we're getting it a little bit in reverse, and we're not calling those Ravengers, the the uh, um, the uh, Guardians, uh, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, 
but I, I wouldn't trade the the current crew. They're, they're so much fun, uh, diverse characters. Uh, the I Marvel has has found the the the, the right element, and that's telling a superhero story as a comedy. And there, th- this was. This I don't know. This is the team. This is the movie to do it. I at one point I think sure. the Avengers, the flagship uh, movie series, but the Guardians. I if you if you ask someone on the street that that loves these movies, you ask what do you like better, the Avengers or the Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm probably going to say I like the Guardians of the Galaxy more, even though I I, yeah. I really love Avengers movies. So I, I'm happy with what we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so before we wrap it up, though, did you guys see? I'm sure you did. They played the Ragnarok trailer in yours. Do movie trailers? Do they play always have the same trailers, or does it vary from theater to theater? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I would love to know, but yeah. I, did you have the Ragnarok trailer? I did. See, I felt that way with Ragnarok, like you mentioned about Spider-Man. I'd already mm-hmm. seen the trailer, but seeing it on the big screen with all the, uh, like, I was on, I was, we were there, me and my son were at the movie Thursday evening, which is the first time that movie's been played in Charlotte, where we're at. So it was, it was all just like, you know, hardcore Marvel fans there. And they were mm-hmm. so into that trailer. And that made it all the much, much better. Oh, I'm sure that was exciting. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I think that movie, that movie has so much potential to be awesome. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. It's the first Thor film that I... I was excited for the first Thor film just because Kenneth Branagh's directing it. So I figured it was going to be so operatic. Yeah. Um, and both of them sort of let me down in different ways. <sighs> Even though I like definitely toned down my expectations, they just did not yeah. live up to what I wanted. Me and you and are th- on the same wavelength as far as a lot of stuff because I felt the exact same way. The Thor movie has not done it for me. This one just looks just badass. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's plan. It seems like they're playing on the Planet Hulk storyline, which was is one of my favorite uh, Marvel stories. But also the, um, I mean, they, the Avengers movies, they've already proven that the dynamic between Hulk and Thor can just be really awesome on screen. And mm-hmm. they're playing on that again, which I think is smart. Because the Thor movies need, need a little something else. I, I, I agree with the Planet Hulk. I just wish that there was a Planet Hulk yeah. film. And if you can't get that, I think this is a nice substitute. But if we had a Planet Hulk film, then guess what? You would have Thor, you'd have Silver Surfer, and that makes it ten times cooler. <laughs> well, instead of doing a Thor movie, they could have done... I mean, they haven't... When was the last Hulk movie? That was six, seven years ago? I don't know. Yeah, pre-Avengers. Right. I, I, they could have done Thor 3 or... What is it? 3 or 4? 3, I think. And just made it Planet Hulk, but used Thor instead of Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think I don't think this is the Planet Hulk Hulk story. I think it's no. they're just using a piece of it somehow. 
Yeah. And Kate Blanchett just looks so kick ass. <laughs> oh, if yeah. you want, if you want a strong Marvel, you said Marvel villains have been weak. Yes. I I can I already know she is gonna go probably to the top of the list until Thanos comes. Yeah, and she's playing. Um, is it like the Norse it's Hela. equivalent of death? Hela. Hela. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but the she's dressed and the power. Do you think she's going to be the pseudo death for yeah. for Thanos? Yeah. So that, gonna, that was the that was the rumor. At, that was the thought. That's what fans thought at first. That it made sense because she looks like death. It's a similar sort of character. That there's no reason to introduce death and have it would be too. Uh, you don't need to duplicate the same sort of character, but. I've heard that there is plans for death to be in one of the next two Avenger movies. Uh, okay. So, and I don't think it's going to be her. See, I, I, I would also say even for a monetary wise, uh, it seems like Marvel's smart enough now to sign any big star to a multi-picture contract. <laughs> so I would, I would be shocked if Hela doesn't make an appearance in, in one of these films. Yeah. It's, oh, so excited! <laughs> so, what do you you want to do? Some ratings on this? Let's do a one through ten rating on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Oof. I'll let I'll let I'll put James on the spot since he's the newest to podcasting. <laughs> oh man. Um... So I don't know how the previous ratings are or how this is weighed. So we've, definitely, we've never. I don't think we've ever rated anything on this show. Well, maybe I think we. Nope, that was that's a different podcast. We've never rated anything. So go wherever you want. So I would say overall enjoyment. Um, it, it was a worthy successor. Would I have changed things? Um, yeah, I, I, um, I, I will say, like, near the end where Star-Lord gets the, uh, the Zune, or the, like, the iPod, the Zune oh, yeah. with the three some songs, yes. I was disappointed. I, I thought that that was how, I thought that that's what was going to transpire somewhere in one of the Avengers movies where the Avengers and Guardians team up against Thanos. I thought that that was going to be a bonding moment between Tony Stark and Star-Lord, where... Stark would have given him like an equivalent of an iPod. It's like, hey, I heard you like music, and uh, you know, Star Lord Chris Pratt says, well, what songs are on it? He says, kind of everything, and it's like everything. Yes, everything. Like, I, <laughs> the so, king. He's been off world. He has the entire human <laughs> music library. I, I don't know. I kind of thought that that's that was an opportunity. Maybe James Gunn. Took. I don't, and, uh, maybe I'm a, a total dunce, but I did not pick up on the Zune joke because it, it's it's like discontinued like five years ago or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like I didn't get it. I mean, I thought it was funny that they had sort of an upgraded technology from what he was using in the first place, but I didn't. I don't. I didn't understand why they went with Zune instead of something that's more yeah. modern. Did, did I, I think you're. I love that it. it was. I love that it was an upgrade, but yet it's an upgrade to obsolete technology. <laughs> exactly. Just like his Walkman. 
It would be yeah. great if he get, if he got a disc man, but then he would only be listening to one form of music. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. you know you can you got you can travel through space and, and, and jump around through wormholes or whatever they're doing, and but yet you can't find a way to hold more than three hundred songs on a some sort of music device. I loved it. <laughs> Agreed. And, well, I, I guess getting back to to the to your question. Uh, um, it's going to be tough to beat the first movie because the first movie is just utter perfection. It, it's it's like the perfect superhero movie, and I, I can't think of a different way or any way that they could have improved the first one. The second one's going to be uh, the sequels. It's it's going to be tough to to top it, but I think it did. It, I, I think it delivered. It didn't top the first one. It delivered. It was a fantastic movie. Uh, it was enjoyable on so many levels. Um, the humor, maybe some of it was a little forced, like the the time where Baby Group kept going back and forth between the uh, between the cabinet trying to find uh, <laughs> Yondu's fin. Right. Uh, that seemed to go on and on and on, uh, and I right. kind of got the sense the the audience was a little tired of that little bit, but. The, the little bumps in in uh, maybe pacing through the movie it still didn't uh, still didn't stop my love for it I, I I'm gonna have to hold my original it's it's an 11 out of 10 <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> how about you Nick <laughs> uh, I'm okay I'm going to give it seven out of ten. Fins, Yandu fins. <laughs> uh, I I'm just minusing off a few bits for me. It was a tale of three movies, or I should say three parts. Um, I thought the first third, the comedic timing, the editing, the pacing was better than the first film. And then as soon as it hit the metaphysical portion of it it really slowed down yeah um and then the last third i thought that was just a roller coaster roller coaster action and right some of even some of the comedy was just not even paced well because the pacing of the action was going so fast the comedy couldn't keep up hmm. um some of the visuals were simply amazing that bubble wrap space suit I thought was freaking <laughs> genius. Yeah, that was cool. So, so good. I was and glad they. I was glad they didn't just have them floating around in space without yes. the, without or, there being any consequence. Or all of a sudden he gets bubble, or all of a sudden he gets a space suit put onto him, and then you can't see the character. Like right. I, I thought it was, I thought it right, was pretty right, right. brilliant, uh, and visually it was exciting. Yeah. Um, but the ego part that thank God you had Kurt Russell cause he <laughs> can carry anything, uh, for me. And he made even the parts that, and don't get me wrong, the visual parts uh, on the planet. I was, there were parts to that, that I, I've never seen on film and it never looked more beautiful and i sort of wish i could have saw that in 3d because it just looked like a watercolor painting brought to life hey it's not too late you still can 
I know, but the only problem with 3D is you put on those glasses and everything yeah. becomes a little darker and tinted. Do you wear glasses? I do. I do too, and I, I, I don't like seeing 3D for that reason. I, can't, mm. I, got a gla- I got a pair of plastic glasses on top of my real glasses, and it's awkward. I don't even mind the awkward, I, but my brain smushes after about 15 minutes. My brain smushes everything yeah. so it doesn't look like a Viewmaster reel. Right. Yeah, so I might as well just be watching the regular movie. Yeah, and paying less money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it was still, I mean, all in all, it was still a fantastic comic book movie. It represented the comic really well. Um, would I like to see the original Guardians movie? Yes, that would be fun to see the original team. But when you have a good-looking cast like they have, guess what? My wife likes Chris Pratt. She could care less about Guardians of the Galaxy. She's going to see Chris Pratt, and he takes his shirt off? Yes, please. <laughs> Just like Thor, when she was watching Ragnarok, as soon as like his, he had the short hair in the arena... Yeah, she didn't even notice the arena. She the first time she saw it, she didn't even notice Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but but she was like, "Ooh, short hair!" Like, <laughs> hey, who, whatever it takes to bring people in to see these movies, I yeah. don't want to not have a Thor movie. I don't want not to have a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And I'm pretty sure an original Guardians movie, Sylvester Stallone is not going to be bringing. Getting butts and seats. Yeah. Nope. Not gonna happen. So they they made they made a wise choice for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's man. That's an interesting. You know, my wife won't go see these movies. She'll go see them if I drag her, but she doesn't really care. I, I didn't think about like the sort of heartthrob angle. Well, it, it just makes it, it makes it more of a date movie. Like, try to <laughs> convince somebody to go to like Batman versus Superman. <laughs> unless the unless the person who you're taking, man or woman, they got to be into action because oh, you geez. look at those tra- like my wife has seen the the new Wonder Woman trailer like three times. And yeah. every time she's like, "You can go with that to, to with your with your dad to that." Really? Like she has she could care less that it's a strong woman. She looks at that and it's like there's no romance. It doesn't look pretty, and it's set in World War II against Nazis. Nope, nope, nope. Wait, now she wasn't a Wonder Woman fan when she was younger. No, she never read any comics. She still, I, I mean, think, she's not read even maybe the comics. three comics in her life. Not not even the TV shows or any of the uh, or shows the TV show or any of the I don't know the clothing or whatever stuff that went along with Wonder Woman. That never no. No, it never huh. interested her. See, now that's the one superhero movie my wife does want to see, is Wonder Woman. Oh, neat. And because, because as a kid, she, had, she was a Wonder Woman fan. And she didn't read comics either, but I, I don't know. I should ask her that. Um, but somehow she had exposure. Now, she, she grew up in Ecuador, and they did, <laughs> they did seem to watch TV like on a 10-year delay, American television, mm. like a 10-year mm-hmm. delay. So that's probably what it is. She probably saw those shows. Well, and Wonder Woman's a very liberating character. So yeah, yeah oh, for I, sure. I, I could see I could see a lot of people reading translations of the comic book and just falling in love with it. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It, that's not my wife. Like she goes <laughs> to Avengers films and especially Marvel films. 
because there is that sense of lightness and humor to it. Ah, yeah. So, and she'll go see an X-Men film because guess what? Hugh Jackman has his shirt off. Like, (laughs) who the hell cares? I just brought somebody to go see a Wolverine film. Like, whatever it takes to get you in the door. I, I don't care. Yeah, my my uh, son's old enough that he's into this stuff now, so that's my movie partner, my superhero <laughs> nice. movie partner at this point. Nice, except for Logan, he was he, he wasn't quite old enough to see that. No, 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 no. Now we haven't heard from Groot in a while. Um, do you want to throw your rating in here, Groot, on a scale from one to ten? What do you give it? Groot. Really, ten out of ten, huh? Hi, Mark, from the Flora Colossus species himself. <laughs> nice. Well, what about you? Out of 10, where, where are you going to be going, Jack? I'll go, I'm going to stick with the popular vote, the 90% on Rotten Tomatoes that like this, and I'm going to go 9 out of 10. 9, Montus is hideous. I can't, oh man, I'll, I, I, I came really close to saying Tamos. <laughs> wrong podcast <laughs> wrong podcasting network yeah man I, 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 I loved it I, I mean you know what what brought it down one for you I have a hard time giving anything a 10 so like a 10 is the is like that means it's nothing is better than this if you give it a 10 you're saying this is the best movie ever and I I don't know about that. What's well, the I would highest give, score? But I would give. For me, it's looking at a movie and like, could that be outdone at the time that it was made? Like the the first Avengers movie and the first Spider Man movie, I'd give those ten out of tens. Because when I first went to go see them, I was like, mm. wow, they translated that comic almost perfectly to the page, even though. Mm. Could I choose a better Green Goblin? Could I choose a better costume for him? Absolutely. But Toby was Peter Parker, and that's really all I cared about. So that's interesting. As well as the romance. That's interesting. I put it on a scale with everything. So I go mm. in there saying, I really enjoyed this. Is there room for me to enjoy it a little bit more? Yes, and that's why I can't give it a 10. But... Oh man! But if you're asking, but, but even if you're asking me, just the Guardians of the Galaxy. But you saw Warlock, Jack. You saw <laughs> you saw the egg. Just, How could that not I, be like? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It wasn't like the collector had you, this glowing little plant in the corner. Are you trying to talk me into a tin? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Until you actually see Adam there. And then you're like, oh my god, his Listen. acting or his voice was horrible. Hey, come come back when we do Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy three, and it's the Warlock story, and it totally <laughs> sucks. And you can give it a three, and I'll be like, I'll give you, I'll give you that ten. <laughs> at that point, All there right, you go. I'm, I'm holding back. out for the Warlock movie. How can I give this a ten if I know the next one's going to have Adam Warlock in it? I mean, using your own logic. Uh, see, I would just be so hyped to see that happening. But I n- now that, knowing that he's going to be the next one, I feel like I should even mark this down more because all they showed was his cocoon, and it didn't even look like the cocoon in the comics. Can was, I can I give you one little bit from the original trailer when the teaser leaked out? I think it was either the teaser or the first trailer. 
Yeah. When I when they showed um everyone like all those spaceships coming after uh the guardian ship in my head I kept thinking is that the Nova Corps? I'm like, please make that the Nova Corps. Yeah. And I was so bummed not to have anything to do with the Nova Corps. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been more uh, my alley as, as well. Mm. So how about we go ahead and wrap this up, guys? Mm-mm-mm. This has been the Ultimate Marvel Podcast with special uh, guest Nick Wetmore and James Carlson. And where can people reach you guys on the, the Twitter box? Nick? Uh, I am at Nick Wetmore on Twitter. Or, uh, feel free. Reach out. How about you, James? And uh, I uh, will be to be uh, determined. I'll have, to, I'll have to create a handle. You're not on Twitter. Right? He's secret. Yeah. You're... He's hiding from he's hiding and something. But we can we can reach you through the the communal collecting valiant. That's that's true. Yep, that's true. And uh, gosh darn it, if I can remember the name of our uh, Twitter account for collecting valiant. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's collecting valiant podcast uh, Twitter. Um, yeah, thanks for the shout out. Some people were, I'm sorry, hold on one second. My, my wife needs me to open up a can for her. A can of whoop ass? <laughs> no, that's the one she opens. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Good.